Hello friends and welcome to a special midweek Kings of Anglia podcast light. I'm your host Mark Heath. With me this week just one fellow king, Andy the Hutchman, the Hutch Hogan, Hutchzilla, David Hutchelhoff, Andy Warren. How are you, my friend? Very good. Is that how many nicknames are there out there? I've kind of I've kind of lost track. I'm sure there's some that I've forgotten. Um particularly on the on the Hutch variation. There was one that you you liked. Um you hate the rest of them, so I keep calling you them. But I can't <laughs> remember which one that was. Um and obviously yeah. we've got we've got Scandy Warren in there as well from our friend yeah. Sindre. Um and there's many other things that we call you as well. Some to your face, some some not wow. so. Wow. <laughs> oh no. Which um but Hutch Hogan, I guess, is is the most consistent. What was what was the one that you like? Can you remember it? I can't remember it. I, but was, I remember I, I think it's a, it's been a one time it was a one time one that came out and then disappeared again. Then it vanished it, into into the ether. Yeah, like Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Adolf Hutchler, was it? It was not. No, I, I, <laughs> that, that, that one does make me. That does make me smile, though. Um, just... I'm quite happy with. I'm quite happy with David Hutchelhoff. I like the idea of David running down, running down a beach, Baywatch style. Yeah, in my shorts with my little course, fl- little floaty thing. Exactly. We know that you don't like beaches or the sun, so that. Well, I love, mate. I love. I love beaches. I love swimming in the sea. It just. I just rather it was the winter. <laughs> I'd go. I'd go, in the, I'd go in the sea now. You'd rather the sea was frigid and frozen. Yeah, I love the. Europe. Yeah, don't 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 go don't go telling people that I don't like the beach. Love the beach. On that note, and I, I this is in no way that I expect to be asking you this question at any point on a podcast. But have you ever lathered yourself in duck fat to go into the sea? I have not. No. Well, there you go. Have you? Have you? I've not. No, but the idea <laughs> appeals. I must say. Is that I, a thing? I, yeah, yeah. Just, so what, you for, see... for warmth. Yeah, absolutely, because it helps insulate, doesn't it? So, um, you, you serious swimmers, cross cross channel swimmers, often can be seen lathering themselves up with fat. I believe duck fat's the best. I don't know why. Goose fat, another option. A- any other fat, I don't know. But there you go. So maybe something to try when you when, maybe. You, when you pop down to the sea. It's, it's a similar kind of sliding s- scale to which fats are best for cooking roast potatoes, isn't it? Like if you're if you're going cheap and easy, you'd go to sunflower, <laughs> sunflower oil. If yeah. you can get if you can get the duck or goose fat, um, you will get a superior potato and um and swim. So there you go. Yeah, definitely one to try. I'll get I'll get the um I'll get the crisp and dry uh, oil out and go for a little swim this afternoon. <laughs> what you could do, mate, because obviously you use the duck fat Christmas, don't you, to make special roasties. Christmas swim as well, because you've always got loads left over. So make your roasties. Then go and dive into the sea Christmas Day. See the trouble. The trouble that I, 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 we are kind of regulars at the Christmas Day dip in Felixstowe mm-hmm. um, on Christmas. But that is that is at like nine a.m. on Christmas morning. Mm. So, so you, you you're not going to have done your potatoes. So you might have to use the oil that comes off me to then do the potatoes. <laughs> switch, switch it the other way around and use that on the potatoes a bit a bit later in the afternoon. That might have to might have to switch it up. What a lovely mental image we've just given the Kawe army. The oil that comes off you being used to cook <laughs> potatoes. Fantastic. Anyway, friends, this is, don't be fooled, it is an Ipswich Town podcast. We are going to jump onto town in a minute after we've finished talking about fat. Uh, I am Mark Heath, as I say, with me, Andy Hutch Warren. Please support our sponsors, KOA, um, use the code KOA at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery. That's the code KOA at, tw- at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery. Hutchie, I wasn't here on Monday. The man Mike Bacon, the big pork thing, the big pork of the grand pork sign stood in for me capably as he does. Um, so, and I haven't listened to it because I've been away, very poor form of me, but I just wanted to go back and ask you a couple of questions about Brett Johnson, um, which you may or may not have covered. So friends, if I ask the same questions as Mike, I'd be surprised, first of all. Um, <laughs> 
But secondly, if I do repeat what Mike has already asked you, just bear with us. Um, there's no harm going back over over the, the first match for Brett Johnson. So Hutchie, you got to meet Brett for the first time. Obviously, you've spoken to him. We've done some special stuff with him via this virtual chat room for the pod and, and other things. Um, you met him before the game. What was your what was your impressions of him meeting as a person? For me, having seen him interviewed m- many times uh, and also a lot of pictures of the guy, he seems like a guy who would be perpetually enthusiastic and infectiously enthusiastic. Would that be a fair summary of, of your impression of him? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, beaming smile, bright white smile. Um, he's a big bloke. He's, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I reckon. I reckon he's at least six four. Um, six foot, blimey. Yeah, he's a big guy. Um, I mean, I'm not a big guy. I'm, no, uh, I'm five. I'm five seven um, at a push. And but so most people seem big. He's not Thomas Holy big, but he is a big guy. You can tell he. He's a former rower, isn't he? A collegiate, a collegiate rower, and you can tell he's built like a collegiate rower uh, yeah. would would be. Um, he also has an identical twin, which um, he just rem- it, it, they just it just makes me think of the Winklevoss twins out of the uh, <laughs> out of the uh, the Social Network, the, fa- the 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 guys that that claim to have invented Facebook before uh, Zuckerberg did, because they yeah. were identical twin rowers, and that's who I think of. But yeah, very positive. Um, the, I met him on the Friday before the game. Obviously, lots of pictures of, of him subsequently at the game, and you can tell by those pictures, can't you? Um, mm. Just his face is an absolute picture. When of those, the pictures that the club got of him, I think it was celebrating Selena's goal. Him and Mark Ashton, amazing pictures. Just Brett's Brett's eyes bulging with excitement. Mark Ashton's in complete shock. But the best bit, have you seen? Have you seen the picture I'm talking about? Yeah, the great, the fantastic images. Yeah. Yeah, but the best bit, did you see Peter Reed? Peter Reed looks like someone's, <laughs> someone's just run over his cat or something. Cheer up, Peter Reed. <laughs> it's amazing, amazing pictures. But yeah, a, a very positive guy. Infectious is probably the right word. And um, yeah, it was it was great to meet him and it all added to to a really a really good day for, for Ipswich. Mm. Six foot four inches straight away. That's something that I, I didn't know. From looking at the pictures, he doesn't look particularly large, but he's a big guy. Would he fit the hairy ass centre back? That Stuart Watson's always looking for, maybe a bit clean cut, too clean cut. I, I would say, um, and the, we didn't again. I bottle this every time, didn't I? I didn't. I didn't ask him about that. Why? About this. this should be a staple question you get from the. I know. I know. We should be. We and we should be. I should have been like selling Manscaped products to him as well, but I didn't. Um, I, I bet. In, in, incidentally, Mark, we're supposed to have read out some kind of Halloween uh, yeah. theme. We haven't done that, have we? Still no. go and buy it though. Absolutely, hundred percent. And I bet I, I tell you what, I bet the boy Johnson manscapes. He's clean cut. Mm. What about those yeah. teeth as well? That's that's important. What exactly? How shiny were his chompers? Because there was there was a picture there was a picture that you sent me of Ross taking a picture of of Brett in the stands, and this was from another stand, um, and you could see the sheen of Brett's teeth, which I was particularly impressed with as someone who who takes note of these things. Obviously, Hollywood Hurst um, a few years ago, <laughs> so cool because of his Hollywood smile, uh, and also. And also, oh, this is always important when you're near to a rich person. What do they smell like? Was he? Uh, did he? Was he? Was he sporting the Creed Aventus, which is the uh, the standard rich person aftershave? I, I honestly can tell you that I didn't. I didn't take note. I, so I'm going to have to say he was at at, at least neutral. Okay. In, uh, in his smell, uh, teeth looking very good. That you could. You're impressive that you could see that from that picture that I sent you because I was kind of essentially standing on the halfway line. Yeah, Ross, Ross was sat in the south stand, so uh, that that's probably a good indication of what you're looking at with uh, teeth 
teeth wise. Um, but yeah, he he came he came across really well. I think we all knew he was going to come across really well. We've heard enough from him over the course of the last six months, um, and he's everything you you expected him to be in person, mm. um, as we've seen over over all, all the kind of interviews he's done with various various people over the last few months. So um, so positive and um, just pleased that. Ipswich were able to deliver um, and make it a day that felt quite special for for the club, even more special at the end. Mm. And as you say, those pictures got me thinking. They are remarkable pictures of of uh, yeah. Brett and Mark. And also, I love looking at the the scene as you say around them. There's Fabio Wardley who was yeah. there for the day. Um, also mid kind of jump up as as Town have scored. It did get me thinking though that the contrast and how far we've come since the days of Marcus Evans because. I don't think I ever saw a picture of Marcus Evans celebrating a goal. He, he never sat in the director's box for a start, did he? Uh, he was always in his own kind of mm. little private, um, what they call them, box. Um, mm. And I think the most we got from Marcus was a kind of restrained clap, wasn't there? I mean, did you ever see him leap up a la Brett and, and punch the air at a goal? Well, the, uh, you'll, you'll remember that we were, Stuart and I were, were sat literally next to him at Rochdale away mm. in what proved to be his final game as owner and Ipswich didn't have a shot on goal yeah. that day. So in terms of first-hand evidence, I can uh, all I can bring you is that he did not whoop and holler his way through that miserable 0-0 draw at Rochdale. Um, but no, no, you're probably right. I, thinking about it, you, 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 I'd like, we obviously didn't have a camera on him at all times no. during the games, but having met the two of them, they're very different, very different people. Like Marcus is a, Kind of a just a how am I going to describe him? Just a businessman, like a, yeah. A, well, you, you, he didn't uh, while while he clearly had a kind of a, an affection for the club and everything. He didn't ooze kind of hmm. pas- passion, whereas these guys, and obviously Brett's the only one we've met in person, but we have spoken to all of them. These guys are sports fans. They they love sport. Um, Brett clearly loves football. He's in, in, got investments in so many football clubs and seems to be looking for more. Um, mm. He's a sports fan and behaved as such in uh, in the exec box. So um, I don't think anybody can look at those pictures and not kind of feel enthused when you see that the guys that are right at the top of the club are um, are, are enjoying the match in the same way that the 20,000 other fans that were in, in the ground mm. would have been. Um, mm. Yeah, very, very different, isn't it? It's ridiculously different. In every walk of life, in anything you do, you want passion, don't you? You know, in every sector of your life, passion and, and people doing things that they love and are enthusiastic about. And that's what I get from seeing those pictures. I guess with Evans, he was clinical, would you say? Reserved? Yeah, yeah clinical of... Clinical is a fair. And, and yeah. that, has its, that has its positives, of course. Of course, like, yeah. He, he's, but, but yeah, it it's not necessarily something that translates to kind of sports fandom um, no. particularly, but, but yeah, I'd think that's probably a fair word. Yeah. The big question, obviously, other than the, the status of his, his backside and his teeth, uh, or when are, when are we going to get the full three lines experience? When are the boys all going to be over having it large at Portman road? Well, they are, um, they're very much up for that. Um, I think I think literally Brett has got on a plane and come at the very earliest opportunity that it worked in terms of travel restrictions, getting back into mm. the US and everything. So he he's kind of jumped at it as soon as he possibly could, rather than waiting for his mates. Um, this side of Christmas is their their real aim. I don't I've got I, I don't know when they're planning, but just as a 
I don't know, just thinking out loud, they play Sunderland on the 18th of uh, Saturday, the 18th of September, of December. And that feels like it should be the kind of game that could have all that around it. Because Brett was speaking about when they have got this date in the ground, in like in the drawn, drawn in the diary and everything that they would tee off of it was his expression. Very reserved, actually, this, this visit. There was no kind of, he did do a, he didn't do any kind of interviews like mm. on on the pitch. There was no big waves. He, he did a little wave from his seat at the director's box. Clearly, everyone knew he was there, but there was no kind of grand introduction. Mm. Um, I get the feeling that once all of them, the three Lions, Mark Steed from the the investment fund, um, Ed Schwartz as well, who who works as part of part of that facilitating that, um, if they can all make it over, I think we might see something a little bit different in terms of how that's handled on a day. I just think Brett didn't want to kind of lap it all up himself because they're, they're very much a team. So if, if I was a betting man and, and I kind of am um, <laughs> <laughs> um, these days, uh, I would, that would be my guess, but I, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know, but that would be my guess. Makes sense. Wouldn't it? Cause they'd try and you'd think there's going to be a really big crowd at that game, um, big away following big home following, Maybe they could get even more on the gate if they they kind of if it was built up to be this this great day. Um, yeah. To, and things are going well, then that would be my guess. That would be the one, wouldn't it? As you say, December yeah. the eighteenth, Sunderland at home. It doesn't get much bigger than that in League One. And to have the the full contingent of new owners there would be tremendous. But I want them to do the proper Ipswich Town experience. So I know this time, for example, Brett was staying in London, wasn't he? Get I the boys. So. Get the boys in the Novotel. Um, for a start, <laughs> uh, pre game beers, Greyhound, obviously, get them all down there, uh, and then uh, the, old, the old greasy burger from outside the uh, the burger bar Portman Road. I want the full experience for the boys, um, and then you know, maybe that they drink a little bit too much and get a bit leery. Who knows? That'd be tremendous, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> so we shall see December the 18th. Potentially, hopefully, we'll get the full contingent of owners coming across to watch the game, but great to have Brett with us for the first time and great for him to see such a dramatic victory. In terms of victories, just a reminder that you, my friends, can have your own special victory for the biggest game of the season. You can win one of two pairs of tickets for the Luke Chambers Cole Skews Bowl at Portman Road, Tuesday, November the 9th. This is the game, sod December the 18th, Sunderland at home. Colchester United coming to Portman Road in the pizza platter, trademark David Fisher. Um, this is the one you want to be at. And you've got a chance, friends, through us, through the Kings of Anglia podcast, you can win a pair of tickets. Um, you have to answer a question, share a post on social media, um, and we will pick the winners at random tomorrow. That's Friday if you're listening to this um, and let you know by lunchtime tomorrow. Um, so go back through our social medias to, to get that and, and enter. I know a lot of you already have, which is great. Buzzing that we can give the KOA Army a chance to be there, Hutchie, because otherwise you'd think it would be pretty much a sellout that game. Uh, yeah, this is this is the only way in. Um, this is the only way you're going to get in is through this. Look, as as Papa John, you know I love the Papa John's Trophy. Um, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of a joke, but as Papa John's Trophy group games go, this is this has got the lot, hasn't it? It's, this uh... is as big as it gets. <laughs> Isn't it? It really is. Yeah. In terms of this competition, it, it really does. And don't forget, it's not just these uh, all the returning players um, who, who, of course, just a few days prior are playing at Sudbury in the FA Cup. Um, yeah. and things not going so well down there for them at the moment, but um, this is a this is a cup final. Um, but, it, <laughs> but, but it's but it, but it's also a winner winner takes all winner like winner goes through. Um, 
if obviously if it ends in a draw, it goes to a shootout. And if that oh. happens, whoever wins the shootout goes through. It's um without going too crazy about it, because it is Ipswich Town Reserves against Colchester mix and match. Um yeah. this is you you don't get much bigger in the Papa John's. Um still no sign of a single pizza though. We're doing this competition. Uh, and no pizzas yet again. Not even a mention of a potential pizza. I just don't understand it. I don't understand what's going on. I'm assuming as you go up through the levels, there will be pizza available. Um, but yeah, this, as you say, this is as big as it gets at this stage of the competition. Luke Chambers and co coming back to Portman Road win, as I say, one of two pairs of tickets to that game through the Kings of Anglia. We bring you <coughs> everything that you want, uh, Ipswich Town related, including massive giveaways. Um, Another massive giveaway, literally, Hutchie. Thomas Holy has gone out on loan. Like that? Do you like that, Link? You, you are, you are, you're on fire with these today. The one to start the competition one was great as well. Yeah. This is, um, this, you're on is it a, today. That was a, it is a massive giveaway. Ipswich Town have loaned giant 17-foot goalkeeper um, Thomas Holy out to Cambridge United. This emergency loan, which sounds very exciting, Hutchie. <laughs> um, bring us up to speed on this one. Yeah, he got, he got, um, he got sent down the... Um, he got sent down the A14 with the blue light, with blue lights flashing. Uh, your goalkeeper's on the way. He's uh, <laughs> here. He comes. Stick the blue light on the bus, uh, and he's off. Um, but yeah, he's uh, seven days. He might have played his only game. It's not impossible that he's played the only game of that spell. Now they drew one all at Doncaster on Tuesday night. Um, left standing for I think it was an equaliser that Doncaster scored that he probably should have done a bit better with, but. Um, Yep, they needed a goalkeeper. Concussion had ruled Dimi Mitov out of uh, out for at least one game for them. Mm-hmm. They needed a goalkeeper, and Holy fits the bill perfectly. Third choice goalkeeper, so he's not he's not he's not needed at Ipswich at the moment. Um, plenty of League One experience, so it wouldn't shock me if he um, had another one of these somewhere at some point. There was um, at the end of last season, Yusuf Bershik. Um, had a few emergency loans. Um, I think he went to Peterborough at one point and played a couple of games and somewhere else as well, I forget. But um, Holy could be that guy. Uh, good for him to go and play. Hasn't cost Ipswich anything, but there's, it's not impossible that, that Mitov is back this weekend. Mm. Um, and that's him And that's him done for for his loan, loan to Cambridge. He might get another game out of it, though. You never know. Is that literally it? It is literally just a seven-day thing. Yeah. So, and then yeah. can you what update it, keep it rolling, or has it? Worked? I guess I guess you can. Yeah. It's, I think it's all designed. It only really happens with goalkeepers outside the transfer window, and with um with Cambridge, their backup goalkeeper had he had to come on and make his league debut, to, um with the when Mitov got concussed. So, um I think it's just to try and mitigate players having to rush inexperienced goal. He's twenty three. Their backup goalkeeper. So he's oh. not like he's not he's a kid he's not a kid but he's just never mm. never played. Um, they've gone out and got one that's got a couple of hundred probably League One games behind him. So, um, yeah, it, it could well be done. He could be back on the he could be back on third choice duty uh, on the bench for for Ipswich in the in the Papa John's. I love that idea as well of him being shipped down the A14 in a special goalkeeper's vehicle. <laughs> Yeah, a little blue light. Maybe his, his head sticking out the top, a bit like a, a giraffe being shipped to a zoo. You know, but on the uh, Hangover. The start exactly. Of the, was it on the Hangover film that ended well, didn't it? Yeah. So hopefully there were no uh, low low bridges that uh, Thomas went under <laughs> on that trip. But yeah, emergency goalkeeper. More of that, please. Um, and another thing I want to talk to you about, Hutchie, that, that's happened since we last got the opportunity to speak. You have spoken to your boy, 
the Donaissance himself in person. Mm. Had a nice chat with him. Um, yeah. What, what was he like, and um, what did you make of of that experience? He's, he's good. He's good company. Yeah, it was nice yeah. to do nice to do a midweek interview in person. That doesn't doesn't happen an awful lot, but it was really it was really nice nice to go and do that. He's um, a guy that's clearly feeling the love at the moment. Before we started, I showed him a two two minute long video that a, a fan had put together of um, of his of his season highlights and. He, um, yeah, he uh, he liked it. He's not used to it. I don't think if you look on the internet, there there is not a highlights package of Janoi Donassian available. Yeah, like on YouTube, there, like there is for so many players, um, it doesn't exist. Um, you you can find a video of him trying to chip a ball into a plastic box at the wet during his time at Accrington, but that's about it. So it's all a bit new to him. He's obviously playing a lot now. Um, he joked that every time that I've interviewed him over the last three years, I've, all I've asked him about is, oh, you want to run a games now, don't you? <laughs> or, uh, um, and he's, he was right, to be fair. It's, um, you want to run a games. Are you a right back or a centre back? Paul Lambert thinks you're a centre back. But yeah. it was nice not to talk about those things this time um, and just spoke about how things are going for him, <clears throat> go for him at the moment. And it's um, it's going well. He is aware of the Renaissance, by the way. Is he? Uh, yes, he was sent the front cover of our our preview supplement, the match supplement that goes ah. into today's paper. He was sent that quite a lot on uh, the image. He was sent quite a lot on uh, Saturday morning and was very confused. He <laughs> said to me, "Yeah, uh, someone was uh, someone sent me the Renaissance. Yeah, it was me dressed up as a magician. That 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 was mad." And I had to explain to him, "Yeah, that was um that was the front of our newspaper." So I said, yeah. <laughs> sure I showed him that, and he um he liked it. I think. Excellent. There you go, Brad. Glory Day's artwork. Your boy Janoy likes your work. That was one of the best ones, I think. We, we, we've got this tie-up with Brad um, for a lot of the kind of bigger home games this season. He's he's crafting special, bespoke front pages for us, and they have been really, really good. So um, I'm glad that Janoy liked it. Uh, the other thing we should mention before we move on to Plymouth this weekend, Touchy, um, tonight, the reason we're doing this kind of early Thursday and there's not very many of us around is because you're covering... Ipswich Town's first FA Youth Cup game tonight against the mighty someone of somewhere at Portman Road. Bring us up to speed. What do you mean? You know who they're playing. It's Wins- Winslow. Winslow oh, yeah. United, a Buck- yeah, yeah. The, the pride of Buckinghamshire uh, at Portman Road tonight, seven o'clock. Obviously, they made the uh, they made the semis last season before losing to Liverpool. Had a really good run at things. Mm. Um, uh, so, yeah, they begin... They begin again. Um, I think that a, a number of the players that were involved last season will still be there or thereabouts. A couple are probably a little too old now. I, I'll be honest, I haven't fully looked into my preparation for this game, but I imagine there are a couple that are now uh, now over age and un- ineligible. Elkan Baggett, potentially. Although maybe he can. He was 18 at the start of the season. I need to check on all the rules. But um, It's all about when, though, isn't it? It's all about when they turn 18. Yeah. Um, is uh, Nico Valentine, he's, he, Yo, he's, he's young, isn't it? He should play. Yeah, he's only, he's only 16, 17. So, um, if that even. So, yeah, yeah I imagine he'll be involved. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a similar side Adamate's team. Um, yeah, so looking forward to, to seeing how they've kind of progressed, really, because it, they obviously had a really good end to last season. Um, did really well in their league. Did um, did what they did in the cup and ended up playing Liverpool on TV and acquitted themselves really well in in that. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what a whole summer and a start to the season has done has done for them. Let's be honest; they should probably be winning this this game against mm. a, 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 a 
a side that obviously don't play anywhere near the level of football that the Ipswich do. But um, first step on the journey and uh, yeah, interested to see how they get on. There you go. Follow it with Hutchie tonight uh, in print and online. It'll be in print Friday uh, online tonight for you to consume. Also, while we're talking about youth football at town, Hutchie, we should also reflect, of course, on some news that came out yesterday about Kieran Dyer. Yeah. Um, which is which is worrying, isn't it? We don't know a lot about it, do we? But uh, no. other than to say that he's in hospital undergoing tests, which is obviously something that you never want to hear attached to, to anyone. No. No, it's worrying, um, isn't it? It's worrying, yeah. isn't it? Um, you're right. We don't know. We don't know an awful lot about it, and it's not. Um, you know, I guess not. Some we're not going to sit here and speculate on it. But um, yeah, the club revealed that on Wednesday morning. Um, mm. He's in the hospital having tests, and um, hopefully, hopefully they all come back. All come back positive. It's it's worrying. He's 42. Um, at 42, you're not. You're not looking for that for for anybody at 42, are you? So um, all all our thoughts with um, with Kieran. 100. Get well soon, Kieran. From all of us here at the uh, the KOA podcast and the KOA army, I'm sure would echo that. Right then, Hutchie. This weekend, you are travelling tomorrow actually to Plymouth, one hell of a road trip, uh, and it's for one hell of a game. You're not gonna you're gonna be on your own, unfortunately, because your boy Watson is on holiday in Scotland. Mike is uh, otherwise engaged, and I have to work the Sunday. So you're going to be on your own at Plymouth, along with the, the boy Roscoe, who's obviously going to be there videography-wise, and our snapper, Warren, the moan page. Um, <laughs> um, so you're travelling down there tomorrow. It is a huge game. Plymouth, top of the table. I think they've only lost once all season, haven't they? And that was, from memory, I think that was on opening day. So they are in incredible form. Um, but this is a huge game, isn't it? Town, you would say, are in form, um, given their recent run of results. Uh, and Plymouth clearly are in form. So this is a real opportunity. We've talked about statement wins, which Town have had, you know, the Pompey result and backed that up with a with a, a win in the final embers of a game on Saturday. This, though, would be massive, wouldn't it? An opportunity to turn over the league leaders in their yeah. own gaff. Yeah, it could be a massive few days for, for Ipswich, <clears throat> not not just this game. And, and you're right, they are unbeaten in the league since the opening, the opening day of the season. Um, mm. Really, really on it. But not only that, Ipswich go to to um, to Wickham on Tuesday, who are mm. currently currently second. So um, yeah, it, it feels like Ipswich are, are sort of getting there at, at just the right time going into these. Um, Plymouth play decent football. Um, it should be quite an open game, um, which most games involving Ipswich are, are quite open, aren't they? To be fair, they, they um, score goals, don't they, Plymouth? They, yeah, they, they do they, score they... goals. So do Ipswich. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it should be a really good one. And 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 you're right, it is a it is a big game, and it's one where you would now um, you're now hoping to see Ipswich flex some muscles a little bit. They flex their muscles at Portsmouth. They certainly did to uh, to to blow away a team that are, are having a tough time. Um, no one's expecting Ipswich to go here and blow Plymouth away, but um, now's the time where you, you're really looking for for Cook's side to to show what they can do against the teams that are emerging as the strongest in the division let's make no bones about it there's there's work to do to catch up but but cook will still have his eye on these teams as being his side's rivals and the teams that they're looking to compete with for league position and and Plymouth and Wickham are in the places where Ipswich want to be and the the easiest way to make up ground on these teams is to go and beat them so it could be huge um, to go and if they could get two positive results away at these two sides in the next uh in the next few days, um, could be uh, could be the real making of this season. 
Absolutely. I mean, if they if they can win at Plymouth, admittedly that is you know a big ask. But what a statement that would be to the yeah. rest of the league. That really would make the rest of the league stand up and take notice, especially given what's come before and the fact that they are now was it one in one loss in ten games um, for Town, very much in form. Um, when you look at the Plymouth side, Hutchie, obviously there's the the James Wilson link. Um, yeah. We've not been able to talk to him, unfortunately, in the run to this game, but there, there clearly is a relationship there. He will know Town, although he's not going to know a lot of the players, is he, to be fair? No, um, no. Other than having played for the club, he's not going to know many of them who are, who are still there this season. Certainly won't have any kind of inside info on the guy he's going to be tangling with in, in McCauley Bond. Uh, and then at the other end of the pitch, Plymouth, their two strikers are red hot, aren't they? They've got the, the lad uh, Hardy and Luke Jeffcott, I think, have got yeah. 15 goals or something between them this season. Hardy, double figures as well, like Bond. So, wherever you look, it's going to be a fascinating game, isn't it? Fascinating tussle. Yeah, like a battle of the battle of the leading scorers at that top yep. end of the pitch with um, with Hardy. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's a, he's a decent player. We've seen we've seen him before. Um, mm. He's he's one I've always quite liked, Scottish striker. Um, but yeah, Wilson's an interesting one, isn't it? I think the only players he would know would be would be to- his old mate Toto. The two of them were a really good partnership for Ipswich mm. with a really good record together. Um, um Wilson is probably one of if you're looking at it now um if you're looking back at it now you he might be one of the few that left in the summer that you might still make an argument for um to keep I know we yeah. uh I know we we obviously did all of that at the time didn't we that we we had our thumbs up thumbs down mm-hmm. thumbs in the middle about all of those players and I, I think in many cases now we would probably uh with the benefit of a few months of hindsight we would probably change our the position of our thumbs on a on a large number of those. Wilson may be a little bit different. He'd have been very useful in the first, certainly in the first month of the season, I think, while everybody was um everybody was injured. Essentially we had we didn't see Edmondson for the first month. Toto got injured for the first month. I think he would have been a very useful player to have around at that mm. point. But I also think you'd probably argue that in the grand scheme of things we've seen enough from Edmondson to, to be happy that he's the long term answer in the number five shirt rather than than James who probably is a bit more of a, a short-term thing and and also you got to look at it it's worked out pretty well for him hasn't it as well I don't think mm. he I don't think he's probably sitting there thinking oh I wish I'd uh as much as I, I'm sure he was happy living here um everybody seems to be happy living here but um it's worked out pretty well for him he's playing on the right side of a back three um consistently playing a manager that that, that described him as their number one priority, didn't he, in terms of a summer signing? So um, I think that one's probably in the fullness of time has worked out worked out pretty well for everyone, everybody. Mm. Mm. Just a reminder, friends. Uh, I mean, obviously, we get a lot of things wrong on this here pod. More things wrong than right in terms of predictions and and hot takes, etc. But just a reminder, friends, that back in the summer when we did that thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs to the side, all of us, the only universally thumbs up vote was for donation so there you go just just saying hashtag just saying um so there we go we got that one right let's celebrate that um in terms of getting the team right this weekend Hutchie what what, what do you reckon Mr Cook needs to do does he need to do Ooh, anything? they're winning aren't they um and Paul, Paul Cook likes consistency he likes winning teams I think it's probably the same question that we we talked about a week ago on 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 the podcast before the Fleetwood game really just mm. talking about who who's going to play in that wide left role. Um, Kyle Edwards got another start in that game and he did okay. He did okay, but Bursant Salinas 
obviously come on and and and, and did what he did at the weekend and will be on a real high um and, and secured the win so i think the only real for me the the real question is who starts there and and is there a route back into the team for wes burns as well who also mm-hmm. came on and really forced the issue maybe a bit hard, it would be harsh on Aluko if he was to drop out on the right side and Burns come in. Um, that would be harsh on on him. But at the same time, um, Burns is a real attacking threat, and I I quite like the idea of of Wes Burns on that right flank. If if, if a team's playing three at the back, I like the idea of Wes Burns. Not only can he help out Genoi sort of defensively if there's a, maybe an overload from the wide midfield and the and the forwards, um, he can get at that left-sided centre-back, Wes Burns. If you can get him into an isolation kind of one-on-one battle there, I like that. I like the look of that for Ipswich. So um, they're the interesting ones for me. Who who plays who plays wide? Um, you're going to ask me who I'd play now, aren't you? Well, yeah, that's my job. <laughs> uh, I would play Burns. And so Burns comes in for for Super Sonne, three goals in two games. Burns comes in. I'd be, I, I would be tempted to have a look at Sonne on the other side. I think oh. he could. Pl- I think he could play on that side. Um, Th- let me just let me just frame this for context. We are now saying Sonne Luco comes in, starts over Carl Edwards and Bursant Salina on the left. Who would have just, thought that that conversation would be happening? Yeah, it's I, it's hard though, isn't it? Like, you, yeah. you can't suddenly just leave him out. It's. It, he didn't have as high a profile game against Fleetwood as he did in the in the um in the Portsmouth and obviously the Cambridge game prior to that. But he, mm. he, he still contributed. He's not he's not someone I'd be necessarily looking to drop, but I, I would get Burns back in the team. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be devastated if, if Selena went on the left, for example, over over a Luco, but um because I think that's okay. <laughs> um I don't think I don't think Selena's gonna want the super sub tag. But I also think I also think it kind of suits him a little bit as an impact man who who can make a real impact on game. It's difficult. This is Cook has to make this decision for real, not just messing about on a podcast. Um, but I would I would get Burns back in the team. I think that's I think that in terms of the wide areas, that would be my priority. Would be would be getting Burns back in, and then anything else would be secondary. We like a bit of third degree, don't we? On the on the on the wing there. Um, Kyle Edwards, should we be concerned about Kyle Edwards? He obviously started the season like an absolute superstar. Um, and we were all waxing lyrical about how great he is. When was the last time Tanner had a player like this? But we also did discuss in terms of ranking Town's summer signings that he may be one that could potentially take a downturn. Uh, and so it's proved he, he's he's obviously started the last couple of games, but been brought off fairly early, hasn't he? And he, he struggled to make the impact he has been making. Are, are you worried about Kyle? Uh, only in as much as he's got real competition for his place in terms yeah. in terms of worried about him in this performance absolutely not i think he's contributing i think you're right as well he's he's not got on the ball in the positions where we think he can cause real damage um but he's con- he's contributing he he's mm. got real he's got real competition so he, the worry would be that he, he's going to He's got a fight for football. He's he's not. He can't just sort of turn up and, and start every game. But I think that could be that could be good for him. He's still young. He's still um. He's still kind of growing as a player, isn't he? I don't think there's anything to worry about there at all. He's an Ipswich Town player. They've got him under contract for a long time. There's a, a real investment in him, sort of both obviously financially, but also kind of emotionally. He's a he's a player that's going to be part of things for for quite some time, I would imagine. So um, 
no, I, I'm not overly worried. And but the fact that there are so many options to come in and replace him is is remarkable, really. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be getting too concerned about that. It's remarkable and exciting. Uh, and of course, when we when we talk exciting, and I, again, because I haven't listened to Monday's pod, I don't know how in depth you got into this, but million pound picks, Hutchie. Um, you were so, so, so close to nailing that on Saturday. Um, you said 2-0 with Selena scoring the winning, the last goal, as it yeah. were, um, which obviously happened. But unfortunately, they'd conceded a goal before that, which rendered your bet um, a loser, technically. But you'd, yeah. only put, you'd only put 25 grand on it, hadn't you? So you didn't really lose too much. Um, so it brings up speed with, with where you are, million pound picks. Back where we started, mate. We're back on the square million pounds. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... A lot of energy and uh, and pain and highs and lows have gone into achieving absolutely nothing. Well, you say so, we've, you've achieved nothing, but I mean we've had one hell of a time, haven't we? Let's be honest. Oh, it's yeah, been, it's been a circuitous route back to back to break even. Y- your boy Watson's tried to sack, bloody completely ruin it in the middle there by best betting half your pot on it. Um, but now you're back in a million pounds. So you build, you go again this weekend. What's your bet this weekend or bets? I've got one. I've got one bet, but it it covers Saturday and Tuesday. Ooh. If, uh, oh, oh, here we go. So, you, uh, what? I'm just thinking. Are you, are you going to win double? Are you are you going? Oh bit, no no no! I'm not, go, I'm not going the win double. What I'm oh. going, I've not quite got the balls for that. I'm yeah. going. What I'm going is a bet. It's called a double chance, which um, basically the bet is for Ipswich to either draw or win both of the games so basically to go unbeaten in the two games with with Plymouth and Wickham so um, one draw and one win like two draws is fine if it's two okay. draws if it's two draws I win if it's two wins I win so uh 200,000 pounds on that returns 470,000 pounds plus a little 222 pounds little bonus <laughs> as well so yeah so that's my uh that's my bet, which obviously could be dead in the water come five o'clock on Saturday, uh, yeah. or or not. So uh, yeah, that's where we're that's where we're going this week. Un- an unbeaten an unbeaten run against the top two. I thought you were going Billy Big Potatoes and, no. and, and a win double there. But what I do also enjoy about this journey, Hutch, is it's your own personal journey of discovering various different ways of betting because I'd never heard of that double chance thing before. Um, uh, and now, obviously, you're uh, you're pretty much full time professional gambler on the side. So, well, it's my own money as well, of course. Um, yeah, taken, given to me on expenses by uh, <laughs> by, our, by our company. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's big for me. This, hey, mate, the way Archon's going, that that might be a way forward. Maybe let's just uh, let's just start making some money through gambling, shall we? No, I've not lost anything. There we go. And if <laughs> and if I think Stuart Watson would probably be given some kind of written warning. For just recklessly, yeah, hundred percent, chuck chucking it away. Um, but not lost anything. It's like we're broken even, which um, in some areas probably quite a good thing. So yeah, uh, yeah. Just if you're listening, at shadowy ancient ancient figures, just um, send some my way. We'll uh, we'll save in the my, industry. In my next uh, high powered business meeting with the shadowy figures, I'll say, <laughs> guys, I've got a new route of monetization. They like that. Monetize, monetizing things, new way of monetizing things. They'll be like, oh, what's that? And I'll say, well, we give Hutchie a million pounds. Calm down. Hold on. Hear me out. And then he bets it. <laughs> and he's doing pretty well. So why not? I mean, we may we may net, but we may lose. But hey, we're losing anyway. So there you go. Let's let's give it a whirl, shall we? Shadowy figures. Yeah. We'll, we'll if, see. If, yeah, I like it. 
I think I've sold it there. Um, I'll just write that down for our next my next town hard meeting. Um, right then, boy. I usually say boys <laughs> at that point. Boy. Um, that's just over the forty minute mark, which still qualifies just I think as a as a KOA light KOA mini pod. Um, we better take our leave. Is there anything else you want to mention? Tell the uh, the KOA army about where are you staying in Plymouth? You, I assume it's a five star. Can't give away the name of the hotel, can I? Well, clearly they don't want crowds outside, but uh, I'm I'm saying it's it's probably a big luxurious thing, is it? Were you and Roscoe yeah. going to be there? Yeah. yeah, out on the town I'm... in Plymouth on Friday night. I'm meet I'm meeting Ross there. He is traveling independently to me. Oh um, no, I'm meeting him there. He's only got to be there by sort of two o'clock on Saturday. He is leaving on the Friday, so hopefully he's he's taking his own route there with a friend or two, I believe. Um, right. But yeah, so I won't, don't, yeah, to be honest, I don't have to worry about him on the train, which, <laughs> which, which is um, which is not a bad thing um, due to given recent, recent incidents. Um, exactly. But yeah, hopefully I see him in the hotel, hotel lobby at around half past eight on Friday night. That's the, that's the aim. What a lit hotel lobby that will be as well with you, Rossi and the boy Paige there. Um, oh, he's, that... oh, and Brenner Woolley. Oh, and Brenner, wow. Oh, yeah. What a quartet. Yeah, you're bringing oh, the yeah. uh, you're bringing the sexy to Plymouth Friday night. Um, we, my friends, obviously bring the sexy to podcasts. Um, but that brings us to the end of today's particularly sexy podcast. I hope you enjoyed the the KOA light today. We'll be back in full force on Monday to reflect on what hopefully will be a huge win at Plymouth. Fingers crossed. What a statement that would be. Um, I hope you enjoy your weekend. I hope you enjoy the game if you are going. Um, remember to follow us across all our social medias, Kings of Anglia, on Twitter and Instagram, because that's where you can enter those that competition for those big tickets to the Colchester game. Remember that. YouTube and um, what's the other one? I've forgotten. Facebook. Facebook. That's it. The old one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, because we've not had one of those for a while. It helps us greatly with the visibility in the iTunes charts, helps more people discover this nonsense that we churn out on a twice-a-weekly basis. Um, and also remember to support our sponsors, Manscaped. Use the code KOA at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery of everything they've got on their site. It is excellent, just like hopefully you'll agree this pod has been. Have a great weekend, friends, and we'll speak to you again next time. From true crime to football, Brexit to Pokeville, more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
ask an option, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash archive.